0: Okay, welcome to the Transatlantic Rants. We might have just made it to episode two, <laughs> finally. My name's Fraser and I'm in Canada and I'm joined by Jeremy over in Great Britain. Hello there, with anyone listening? Yeah, hopefully people are listening and we can get this a bit more regular now. Yes. Um so we have a couple of things we did say we were going to talk about Prometheus you made it to see it
1: I did we finally actually got out which has been a rarity we've um, recently had a a young baby and so going out just doesn't happen and you just find that you sort of get really dressed up just to go to the cinema which is quite tragic but um, yeah we got uh, Sam's um, parents to look after Rubes and got out yeah. To Bracknell, which was lovely. Right, Bracknell is is a, is a nice dump <laughs> in in the UK, in Great Britain. That's it, You know, sorry people from Bracknell, but it is a dump. To you, be honest
0: you know, you've hit the heady heights of of life when you finally make it out and you get to go out and Bracknell. <laughs> to
1: get out to Bracknell, like
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, Lord, you spoil <laughs> me. Yeah. So we said we it's talk beautiful. about Prometheus. Yes. Um. So yeah, that's good. We will have a chat on that, and I think we have now got some new topics for this week. Uh, Wimbledon is something you wanted to talk about and you went to the Stone Roses concert as well last week so we'll cover that. Um, So okay well first of all hello Jeremy how are you?
1: How's your week been? My week's been horrendous. Um, It's been chaotic. I'm a a contractor and we've had a site mobilization and i just had lots of people hassling me all the time, generally. That's just not good. I I just need to tell them that I'm only doing it for the money and I have no interest in any of their issues whatsoever. Um, Are you not living the dream? I'm not. I'm just living the corporate whoredom. And, you know, it's just not good, really. So having these sessions where someone out there, uh, someone in the world listening to to someone also ranting about where their life went wrong... um, my life went wrong when I ever decided that technology was a good idea. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, but I, and I'm a bit hungover as well. I, I sort of you know my my one window of opportunity to get drunk and, as most married men do, grab it with both arms and hug and kiss it, and then the next morning just go through the <laughs> pain that I'm now currently in. So I'll probably make no sense. My breathing will be slightly funny and fear would just be sitting on my shoulder lurking. Um, So that's it. How about you? What's happened in the world of Canada?
0: (sighs) It's alright over here. We're in the middle of a heat wave so it's absolutely roasting. We were in the mid to high 30s yesterday. Um, You know, it's beautiful. Uh, Everything's nice. So there you go.
1: It's rained. It's it's rained all the time here. All it's done is rain. We haven't had a summer. I've got a barbecue set rusting underneath uh, this Little apple tree at the back of the garden that has had no life in it. We got it as a wedding present, and we might as well just use it to put plants in. I've heard and you. All it's done is. I'm sorry,
0: I've heard you've had rain for about, you know, two weeks solid. Is that true?
1: It is. We we had a, a hosepipe ban here, which stops people from sort of watering their gardens, and we've had flooding across the whole of the UK. And only in this country where it rains all the time and someone's not doing anything with this water. I don't know where it's all going. They keep telling us that it's underground and it needs to increase or whatever, but all it's done is rain. So it's just puddles, rain, and no sun.
0: And you have a hosepipe, Ben.
1: And we have... a It's just bizarre. It's just stupidity on a grand scale. I'm looking forward to the Olympics when it all kicks off, so we'll just see how lame our infrastructure is. I was having a discussion with someone the other day about... Sort of when you go to Scandinavia or you go to Switzerland or whatever, you actually see where your taxes go to, and they they pay a lot of tax. We we don't see anywhere where any, where any of our money goes here. It's just it's just ridiculous, and it's still going to be a pipe ban, even though we're basically sitting in a swamp. So, yeah. Prometheus, mate. We need to talk about the film. (laughs) We do. It's going off on a very different tangent. I knew that would get you going, so I'm sitting. Yeah, I do, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sorry.
0: We're 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 having wonderful, glorious weather here, and I'm glad.
1: Good. We're we're all happy for you here.
0: Good. So yes, Prometheus. You made it out. Gosh, yeah. What were you? Uh, I don't know. Not sure. Where where do you want to start? First, how about just first impressions? Should I start? Go on, then. I really enjoyed it. I, yeah, that's a good I, critique. Yeah. Well, I I I <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I worked with a guy, and he said he'd gone to see it, and he said he didn't think it was all that great. So it's always good to go to something with low expectations. You know, when it's somebody bigs it up, and you go and see it, it's not as great as you know you were led to believe, and is mind and life changing. So I was led to believe that it wasn't going to be that great. So. Um, but I, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a good roller coaster ride. I thought, uh, you know, I, don't, I, it, it, the, I thought the um, special effects were great. You know, the sound was good. Uh, I, I was just entertained. You know, what more can I ask for? I got my money's worth out of it. I thought that was good.
1: You see, you're you're one of these people that's easily pleased, aren't you? You could be sitting in a wooden box somewhere and you'd still be easily pleased. I I, I didn't really rate it that much. I thought that. Obviously, the statement that all alien we, we sort of originated from white aliens is quite a big statement to make. Um, not really too sure where that whole sort of bit was going. Really, they seemed a bit confused. Um, I, I did. I have to say, overall, yeah, you, you should go and see it. But um, there's certain elements of the film that, that didn't work for me. The, the the two comedy characters, which is Raff Spall and this guy with strange tattoo mohawk kind of weirdo um their deaths were bizarre where basically the and this isn't giving too much away for people who haven't seen it basically these they've got this big head and these things are coming out of these puddles um and raf's basically has one of the sort of most embarrassing deaths of having a cock of death um of one of these big worms going into his throat um and killing him um, then the Mohawk guy in one of the most strange scenes is sort of tapping on the outside of the mothership trying to get in his head's round his ankles and then looking <laughs> at him as the most normal thing in the world to see this guy crushed and and he's chatting away to them I just thought it was absolutely that bit was ludicrous I wasn't really too sure about Charlie Ceron starting off as evil cold queen and then turning into sex maniac uh, with the guy from The Wire uh, winter splatter Squatter. I don't know what his oh yeah, was that reminds one,
0: me. I have to. I think in the first episode, I called it. Said in the wire, he was called Striker Bell, but it wasn't. It was Stringer Bell.
1: Stringer Bell. Yeah, him. He was good in it actually. I have to say. Idris Elba. Like, you know. Is that his name? Idris Elba. Yeah. That sounds like a new make a battery. Yeah,
0: but you know what I didn't like about that was he's putting on the American accent again. Just put yeah. you. You know, just why? Put it away. Put it away.
1: That's what I say. Put it away. Um, The other thing I sort of thought was a bit weird was there was was just a lack of aliens, really. You know, they just seemed to have these enormous sets and they thought, let's just keep going back to the sets. Because these sets have taken a long time in Pinewood or wherever they made them, on probably the 007 soundstage or whatever, and let's just keep going back to these sets because we we, we love them. And I, I just thought, well... Yeah, we keep going back. Let's see some aliens then. Let's see how they originated. Let's see what... No, we're not going to see that? Okay. Right, let's just see the big white guy looking a bit stupid. I also... i tell you what, the other comedy thing um, for me it was the um, the old man played by Guy Pearce. Why not just get an old man? <laughs> Why do you have to put this rubber mask on this black... This obviously is a rubber mask and have him... <laughs> it's just like... That was just a really pointless, pointless bit in it didn't get that yeah I I was a little bit disappointed
0: with that because I have to tell you Guy Pearce is one of my favourite actors and I think it's mostly with rose-tinted spectacles that it because we've like most people my age we've been following his career since we were 16 and watching Neighbours yeah and you know and he's done some good stuff he definitely has done some good films I mean he went over oh yeah LA Confidential he was great he did LA Confidential and Memento well I mean they're two fantastic films to get straight into the guy did well yeah Oh, guy, yeah. guy did well. Um, so uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I know they did um, something a little bit clever. You what, do you ever watch those TED talks? No, they're sort of like um, um, uh, these American uh, conference talks where people come up and talk about new technologies or whatever. They're you know about. F- you know, ten minutes long or whatever, and and then they did one where his character does one in the year twenty fifteen, but when he's young, or something, you know. Um, so he was out of the out of the mask and all that old makeup for that. But I don't think he he was. Did they show him when he was young in the film? I can't remember. I think they did for a bit. No, they didn't. No,
1: they didn't. And I and I kind of I kind of thought you you could have had Peter O'Toole doing that character, you know. Yeah. yeah, get him, get him on there. He would have a- added some sort of gravitas to it. But instead, you've got Guy Pearce in a rubber mask, blatantly not looking old. um, You've just ruined his career, Ridley Scott. Thanks for that. Yeah.
0: What about the lead? What uh, What about the lead girl? Because she was someone new. She was.
1: She was good. Yes. Yeah. She, she, people who've actually probably seen the original, the girl who played with fire and all the Hornet's Nest and all that kind of like those films. um, she was in the original one of those and was, was great in that. And obviously Ridley Scott saw her in the Swedish original version until obviously for the American audience they have to remake it because no one likes to look at subtitles. Um, she was very good. I thought the scene actually was inspired where she has the alien taken out of her stomach. But I have to question, why was no one banging at the door and trying to get at her? I mean, they just sort of like, she ran around, knocked some people over, runs into this sort of, you know, have a, a cesarean... Do it yourself job. Where was everybody trying to get her out of there? Where was that? Yeah, not they sure. They could have about people that. banging on the glass, that would have added to the excitement. They they missed a chance there. Are you te- I also have to say say, mate, just very quickly. 3D. Let's discuss three D. I, I don't want to pay for 3D, and I don't want to go to the cinema, which is already expensive, and then you force 3D on me, even though it's generally crap, and then sort of try and sell the film. Avatar when they had three D and that at the start you're thinking, Oh yeah, it's quite interesting, screens wreck, you yeah, this is it. and then then they sort of think, Oh we can't be asked for that anymore, it's not use not really utilise three D. You could have had in Alien or Prometheus a flying face hugger coming straight at you in three D, and that would have been something to, to grab, but instead it was pointless. So I kept taking off the glasses during the film, looking at going, is there anything going on there? Is there any three D? Is there any three D? Oh yeah, there's a guy in the background, there's a guy in the foreground, right. Is there any three D? What's happening?
0: yeah see that's a massive distraction. I haven't actually been to a 3D film since you know this cent- this decade or actually this century this century I haven't <laughs> been to a 3D film well, because i'm rem- I'm old enough to remember Jaws' 3D
1: Well that put any off
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like well what's and I'm not and I just don't see the point, right? I just cannot see the point of 3D. Well it was crap then.
1: Let's be honest, it's, all, it's just this gimmick. It's because people now have home cinema systems that are probably better than the one you go to at the cinema. They think, what, what gimmick? Oh, let's try the 3D thing again and get more all back in again. And they can sit there with these ridiculous glasses they got to pay four quid for and sit in there and see some... The snowstorm or the the rainstorms in 3D during Alien are, are, are OK. Prometheus. But everything else is just... Oh, Prometheus, sorry. I've got a quick story again, sorry. Alien Part 5, whatever it is. Prometheus... It, it just yeah, it didn't raise it. Yeah, see, I had just. Loads of opportunities. Where the tail, the tail could have. You could have had the original alien with the tail flicking straight at you coming out of the screen. That would have been exciting. Yeah, but then you'd yeah, be no. sitting
0: here complaining about how it was all made just for 3D and all that. I mean, it's. He...
1: Well, he did, though. He went to see James Cameron on the set of Avatar and said, right, I'm making the next alien film in, in 3D. And Prometheus didn't utilise 3D whatsoever. And I, I didn't get Charlie Theron's character of kind of being the ice queen to, to sort of sex mania that kind of just irritate me all the way through. just had a complete character change now, yeah, but go and see it you know if you wanna sort of like see it people are gonna see it anyway, aren't they I say it's, it's well made as I say as you said, special effects are are up there definitely they're definitely smoothing out stuff so it's not so kind of you know sometimes you see special effects and it just doesn't really do anything for you, does it but this yeah. It was okay, but, you know, yeah. Let's just give it a, if we give it a mark out of ten. What would you say?
0: I would definitely give it a seven, seven to eight, seven and a half.
1: Okay, you're on the easily pleased score. Yeah, well, I was, but because you see, you could that's sit in a box. I just I,
0: but you know what? I, one of those. I only go to the to the movies because I want to see eye candy. Like, if I'm going to pay to go see something on a massive screen with a huge sound system, then you better deliver good special effects and you know. Booming base. I'm not going to go to the cinema to see, you know, some love story or comedy, you know, or whatever. I just yeah. Okay. I don't...
1: No, I agree. It's it's what it's like the next Batman film, and that you know yeah. finally reaches our shores. You're going for the spectacle. Exactly. You know? Exactly. You wouldn't go and see a rom com at the cinema. In fact, any man. In his right mind, just won't go and see any of that. But you're kind of forced into because you've been watching some more films, and then your, your wife says, And should we put this on? And there's that long silence. And then you think, Oh God, I'll get it. and then you have to watch it. That's the only time, yeah. You want to see this film at the cinema, actually, guys. If you're out there, it's a cinema film.
0: Yeah. 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 So for my own enjoyment, I'll give it, okay, you know, my own enjoyment, I'll give it an eight. What was it really like? Probably give it a seven.
1: I'm not going to be very generous to it. I'm going to give it a six. Okay. And I just felt they could—they were going in the right direction. And in fact, I kind of felt that for three quarters of the film, they were absolutely spot on. And then the last bit, I just i don't know. Yeah. I think that the, the, the problem was, is, is Ridley Scott still wanted to keep his Ripley character going. Well, he I, loves that character, and he wanted to just basically turn it into... Women are hard-fighting alien killers.
0: Yeah, but then you know that's what happened. have called it that. I'm sitting there watching it, and I remember sitting there halfway through and going, "I'm watching Alien again. I'm watching Alien again." He's t- he's telling me the same thing. Okay, I'm enjoying it, but then doesn't she at the end she gets into a piece of equipment or whatever, and she's fighting the big bad alien? I've I've yeah. seen that. I've seen that yeah. before. So yeah. yeah, now you're getting me onto that. I'm going to drop it to a six.
1: Go, that's where you need to go. That the spirit. We, we can't have easily pleased sitting in a wooden box. No, all right. If I was going to give it a sound effect, I'd give it this. Okay. And a bit more.
0: Thank you. So, but I was entertained. But yeah, is it a, is it a, is it a piece of art? No. no. So, no.
1: Um, oh cool, yeah, well, I'll tell you that, what. That I one, just will ask you. How, oh. What did
0: you think of um, Fassbender's character?
1: Oh, I thought he was superb in it, I have to say. He was good, wasn't he? Um, Again, though, he was playing the kind of like Bishop character, sort of a bit cold, clinical all the way through, and then suddenly becomes heartwarming and wants to save her life. He's got no vested interest in saving her life, but he decides that he's going to save her and tells her that there's an alien coming for her. Um, but I thought that the way that he played it actually he kind of stole the show in that he was he was very good yeah and i i he 's another actor that i 've kind of watched, and apart from his um departure where he went and basically played a sex maniac, and I saw that and it was so embarrassing that we actually switched it off he's he 's been very good he was he was he this is another thing okay, just very quickly um I don't know if you've seen the uh, X-Men film where he plays um, in the Origins one where they sort of go back. and he Yes, yeah, X-Men Man Origins. I have seen that. I watched yeah. that with Grace and I really enjoyed that too. That was great, yeah. That to me was, is going to 7-8. And do you know what? I, I kind of felt his character, they should take him out because they kind of were playing him as like the ultimate Bond character where he was just basically making that guy's um, metal filings in his teeth kind of like you know i just thought he would have been a great spy kind of character that they could really develop him but then he had an irish accent for the last 20 minutes and i didn't really know why that happened
0: could he be a potential bond
1: i don't know he could be, he's just got a bit of a hard sort of rough sort of sort of face i don't know i did like him yeah, yeah. he's he's good anyway
0: okay so that's, that's prometheus go see it if you want to <laughs>
1: <laughs> we sold it to you <laughs> No, do go and see it, because you, you, know, you get some people out there that are easily pleased. Okay. Um, yeah. Um,
0: I Quickly, just, uh, or not quickly, um, gaming-wise, what have you been up to? I noticed on the PS3 you were playing Batman Arkham City.
1: Yes. I, I think they should have changed that and called it Superman, so that you can actually fly around to locations instead of having to keep hopping and flopping about across these buildings for, like, ages. I just kind of feel that it's one of those games, it was a little bit like... Um, i suppose skyrim or the oblivion sort of games you spend an awful lot of time trying to get to places you know why can't you just have an automatic batmobile or a bat subway and you can just get to these buildings i'm just sort of hooping around getting to the next location doing my little like bit then zooming all the way back saving some bloke you, it's a bit addictive but yes yeah, it's, it's, it was a good
0: game impressive. but I, I i did you play the first one yeah, the first one was good. I thought the first one was excellent. I thought this one was typical of what they do. They've taken the same formula, made it bigger, and by expanding yeah. it, they sort of watered it down a bit. Um, I agree. But it was good. Yeah. So you needed a butt, a a butt, a butt, a bat bus.
1: I need a butt plug. You need... <laughs> the bat butt plug. That's what I needed You needed a bat. Now. I just sort of.
0: You needed a bat bus to get around the city with your butt. With your, I can't do that. With your bat pass. Yes. And on that note. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the other thing is about that that whole thing is it's one of those games that I just feel I'm wasting my life with. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those games that you want to finish, and I'm only done sort of like it gives you a percentage of where you are in the game, and I'm only on twenty percent, and I must have played it for like nine years. Um, and I I just think, oh god, am I really? Is this is it is it is there any point to this? Yeah,
0: you're going through the motions rather than being. Yeah. You know, enthralled by it, pushing the game rather than being pulled through by it. The first one was you just felt compelled. It was fun. The first one I thought was enjoyable fun. Yeah. The second one turned about halfway through, uh, not even that far. Maybe about a quarter of the way through, it was like, uh, it's the same old thing." Yeah, and I just pushed. I just
1: be honest, mate. I, I have to say that Rocksteady have treated the source material with with respect. You know, you get a load of these games that come out and they're just half assed cashing in on the franchise, rubbish, and they actually cared about the characters.
0: Yeah, you know. yeah, see, now that's interesting, because you said it should have been Superman, but as we all know, a lot of people have done a lot of damage to Superman on video games.
1: Well, I meant Superman so that I could just fly to buildings in the speeds, you know, yeah. just get to the building, rather than having to, like, hoop and swing and catch and drift and faff about to get to like the next location yeah, yeah.
0: it is uh, it probably is fair to say that those games are the best superhero licensed games that have ever been made yeah I don't think that's, yeah, that's the... too far fetched but
1: oh absolutely no, I think they've, they've treated it and, and there is a, a quality product in there, but it, it's kind of yeah, you know, quite repetitive quite swingy about big character blah 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 I think in the first one they actually developed a story that you went along with you know um there were some elements in it, like Mr. Freeze. You know, you suddenly do all this stuff for him, and then he goes, go and get my wife, and then I'll give you the cure. Um, they put the cure in a safe while they have a fight, and then somehow um, that irritating bin that's Joker's kind of, like, tragic... What's her name? Harlequin. Steals it yeah. from the safe. It's just like, pff, yeah, what? she
0: got a little bit much in the game.
1: Yeah, oh, God, when, whenever you die and you have her irritating voice... Um, too old yeah
0: so have you, uh, what about playing anything else
1: no I've, I've i've sort of dedicated my my wasting my life to playing that at the moment i'm thinking about getting skyrim but then i know i'm just going to waste my life on that um yeah and uh i don't know i
0: finished I, i'll tell you what i finished i finished ASX finally oh yes so that yeah, yeah that was a good that was a good game although i found it quite a struggle to push through the end it was starting to get a bit long in the tooth towards the end um, but it was a very good game they did it justice um, I never played the first one I knew of the first one I knew quite a bit about it yeah. um, and I knew it was quite clever a lot of people rated you played it didn't you
1: yes yeah, so I raced it Yeah. yeah well you can either go ra- in yeah. like a maniac and just kill everybody which is my kind of Leroy Jones sort of like tendency or you can actually just go around quite stealthily and not kill anybody Anyone? did anything happen because you did that
0: yeah, I got an extra achievement or trophy at the end of it. Um, God, all that for that. Yeah, I'm going to play through it again on on easy but with weapons because I, f- I found, like, I don't even know what half the weapons sound like and stuff like that, and it sounds pretty nerdy, but I might as well experience what it's like to fire a shotgun. The guys have put the time in to make the sound and everything. Plus, I got a really good set of headphones and stuff so I can crank it up loud and, you know. So I want to hear that. So I'll I'll play
1: through it again quickly on easy to see what it's like. Um. You'd love all that sort. See, I I can't. There's not. I just don't. I have a bit more of a life than that. I I could not be asked to spend all that time trying to win all the achievements, faffing about, going around there. you have just got to get from A to B, mate. That that's the point of these things. Get to A to B, finish it. Look at the cutscenes. See what happens. All right. That's it. Yeah, you done that. That's it. You have to go through... It's a very different personality. You have to go through and get all the achievements. You have to go through in a logical way. I probably just says something about difference in personalities. I think you could have a psychological test by playing a computer game. Yeah. And seeing, are you a gun-ho, kind of like murdering axe man? Or are you, I'm going to go and pick the flowers and put them in the jar, because that, that gives me a key to open the door. It gives me the credit that adds onto my achievement list.
0: Yeah, well, it, yes, I am. I just think if if I knew I knew straight away from the start that there was you'd get a, a separate trophy if you achieved it without killing anyone. So my mistake was knowing that beforehand. If I didn't know that, I would have just killed everyone probably and gone through it. But
1: yeah, you got to just what you got to do. These things should be seen as, as as a way that you know, hundreds of years ago we'd have been having axes and swords and going and having a good fight. This is how it should be seen as. Yeah, okay. Well, there's a question okay.
0: I was thinking about the other day when I was going to ask you. Because there's, um, there's a lot of games now where you can make choices as you play the game. So you can either be a good guy or a bad guy, right? You know, I think Mass Effect is like yeah. that. Um, Star Wars, Old Republic. All those sorts of games where you suddenly get to a point and it says, press the left trigger and it's red, press the right trigger and it's blue, and whichever way starts to determine what kind of character you are. Do you...
1: Yeah, it's kind of Molyneux, Molyneux where his name is from Lionhead Studios. Yeah, all That's the fable kind of like that. games, yeah. Like yeah. That. And... Where are you going to go? I like that idea, but the thing that would always be in the back of my mind is is that if you're making moral choices, I I, I find this very strange that I can't take the bad moral choice. Well, that so was my, I have my an question to you. Shoot someone, I can't do it. Yeah, that was I my question. Do you, are
0: you always a good guy? I see. I can't do bad choices. I always yeah, still, I I feel bad about it. Right yeah so and then so in the case of Deus Ex killing people to me that's a bad choice if you've got the option not to
1: kill them they're only guards <laughs> if they have families too no <laughs> <laughs> mate they're, they're, it's better off they've been miserable for a long time every guard job, still is somebody's you know? father There, there is that well they could just all just be just basically these you know
0: clones cl- clones there yeah. you go that takes care of everything
1: yeah just so, think of it like that, and yeah. then
0: shoot him in the head. So,
1: Sex um, actually, because we, um, for all the listeners out there, we did a, a session on this before I gave an hour of my time, and um, somebody managed to muck it all up on the recording. Um, but we did actually discuss granddad levels on some of these games, and I'm finding now that granddad level is needed. In Sex I was literally poking around a corner, shooting someone in the head, jumping back, quickly saving it. Going around the corner, shooting somebody, and, and, and because I did, did, didn't want to like get any progress and then lose all of that progress by not saving enough, so I came to actually deleting all of my saves. It, it must have taken about an hour. I was just going through trying to just delete all these saves off because. Yeah. Now I'm just finding I've got the reaction times, or I'm just not logical. Well,
0: no. To be fair, though, that game is pretty. Hardcore in terms of where it does the automatic saves. It does. It seems to do the automatic saves either when it gets to a main junction of the storyline, or you hit a certain new section of the map. So if you don't go anywhere, you could be in a place for like 20 minutes and it doesn't save. I found that it was starting to do my head in. But
1: yeah, I'd like a foot pedal save. You know, like you get on amps and stuff. You can just quickly, all right here right, and just keep putting your foot down. Quickly save, carry on playing, quickly save, and it's just happening in the background. Yeah. Or at granddad level. I think that needs to be... I think they need to realise that the average age of the gamer is now, I think it's about 38. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, the, the, it is, mate. It's people of our age. I don't think that's eight the average. That's your average age. I don't think that's the average. we the only people who can afford this stuff. Well. You've only... obviously got a massive section of but they're saying that we've carried on. Because it's been our generation, we've been playing games, it comes up to the point where, and we're still playing them, that we're we're quite a big majority and they need to have granddad level give it something a bit more sexy kind of like you know senior level or um I don't know old age pensioner level and just have that so you can play through it like that yeah I actually played one game where I was doing so badly it said did I want to drop the skill level
0: yeah god of war (laughs) does that doesn't it
1: yeah it says you're obviously crap (laughs)
0: I'm still working my way, <laughs> and you can't save on that either.
1: That uh, ga- oh god, the amount of times I was wandering across like these tight beams and then falling off, and there's no means to save that. You're just a little bit. You have to do it all over again. I just, I uh, cried.
0: Yeah, I'm on that. I've still got that on my pile of to finish uh, games, and it's. I'm in one section where it's already asked me about three times if I want to drop the level, and I refused to. But I, I'm gonna have to at some point if I want to get it <laughs> yeah, finished. Mate.
1: There's no pride anymore. You're just gonna have to drop the level. Yeah, but then it's yeah. shame level, isn't there? Shame <laughs> level. <laughs> I think they should, you should. They should have a little little hat, like like long ears or whatever. You have to wear the ass's hat. Yeah. The <laughs> when you <laughs> drop the level, there's like this moment of like the, self-loathing. The ass hat through. of shame <laughs>
0: level. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah. So I finished that, which is good, and uh, I just have started Mirror's Edge which is an older game um, but I can't really ta- talk too much about that I've only played really the first level uh, and I've got um, I've got a ton of other games to get going But so um, yeah that's pretty much it but I'm glad I got oh. Deus Ex finished
1: that's good mate because I, I thought you'd enjoy that N- normally the recommendations that I've made you have been horrendous um, but
0: Yeah, if I do have to say something about Deus Ex, though, I really have started to get very tired of the ending credits of games where the developers seem to use it as a showcase to show pictures of their happy lives while they've been developing this game. Like, tons of photographs of them all going out bowling and crap like that. Oh, yeah. And then the other thing that I've absolutely just seemed to find... You know, this is it. I'm absolutely out of the rose-tinted spectacle... Part of having children, and I'm back to the way it should. I'm getting back to the way it should be. In that, I can't stand watching the end credits of something, and then they have development babies, and then all of that sort of list of twenty people, twenty babies' names who were born while the project was on the go. Like what? What is that? How's that relevant to me?
1: why do they, why do they think? Anybody cares? They say like the end credits of films. I don't care. That there was a, you're who you're catering. I don't give, I don't care even who your actors are. I think we need to get over this. It's like awards in general. I don't care. The thing is, that the fact is that you've managed to fall into something because you're a nerd, and you just sit there and end up eating pizzas and programming code into stuff. I don't care. You're just producing a product. You know, you don't go into like Robert Dias or go into like an Iron Mongery and get a hammer and then you have a rolling credit saying <laughs> made the hammer. Do you? No one cares. and I don't want to see all your little nice little studio and how eccentric... It's like with Pixar. It's like, aren't we funny? We will go around in tricycles and such. I don't care. You know, basically your whole premise of making any of your films is find some little insects or cuddly little toys or cuddly little anything animals uh, who, who conquer adversity and that's it. That's the whole kind of like logic of your films. And I don't want to see your end credits seeing you all going around in your little eccentric little huts, and how wacky you are. Because you just come across as tossers. Yeah, well, in any other environment, you just be a tosser.
0: I think it's just funny that you know I'm just finishing off this game where I'm just snapping the neck of the bad guy, and the next thing I know, I'm reading about how you know the lead developer has had a baby girl.
1: Yeah, you got to wonder what's going on in his mindset. <laughs> you gotta, we, 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 what they should do is, in 10 years' time, we'll be following what that child's turned into. Now, you know. Has, got, has that baby got or child got potential psychopathic tendencies? That's where I'd be going.
0: I don't know. If, but if you're the child of a programmer, do you go cy- psychopathic or No, you, socioe- just, you just
1: you just go nowhere? <laughs> don't <you? laughs> I don't know. You go to Microsoft and, and and program more, more programming.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I
1: think the other thing is is that the other thing is, is about that is is that they all look the same, don't they? You can tell a programmer. You can just sniff them out and you can just see them. They're kind of like there and they've got their little cow horns on their monitor and all the rest of it. (laughs) Nah. Tell you what, don't do the credits. Instead, give us something decent like a little passcode because we've spent all that time going through your game and paying a fortune for it that allows us a bit of an advantage in your next game. How about that? There's a little idea that I'll give you for nothing. That would be more beneficial. Yeah,
0: you know what? That's... You're exactly right, and you know who what was very good f- for that game was the, is the Resident Evil games. Because if you go through and complete those, then they start throwing all the things like unlimited rocket launchers at you. So you yeah. can go back through and you can play the game and you can blow the crap out of everything and have a good time. That's what
1: you see. That's where the Japanese are. They're generous, you know. <laughs> They've got this generosity, whereas the American programmer actually doesn't have actually Deus
0: Ex was programmed in Canada, so I'll give but it was... Canadian. Yeah, but it was Montreal, so it was the French
1: part. Yeah. So, there you go. Is that any better? No. Okay. We'll have to have a discussion on on how you feel about Canada um, and the kind of French influences and the British Columbian influences and stuff. Well, that'll be for another time.
0: Yeah, that'll be for another day when I've worked out who I'm going to offend in my family and who I'm not going to offend. (laughs) And whether I, w- whether I can weigh it up and see if it's worth having a conversation about.
1: Yeah, I think it is.
0: To be honest, now that I will cover that very quickly. Though, what I found interesting over here is the, is I think the attitude that I have to the to French French uh, Canada, is exact is almost the exact same as I have, or I had in my attitude to. Real France, when I used to live in England, is that, they had. There are all these annoying traits, and it's very easy to, to become, you know, anti-French or whatever. But really, when you scratch past everything, you know, they're nice people, and, they're, you know, everyone's still fine. And you're sort of somewhat still, and you don't, a lot of people don't like to admit it, but they walk around, and they just smoke, and they eat at good cafes, and they have good food. It's the same here, They, you know, they have good food, good nightlife, great city and I think that people are a little bit jealous that they have that sort of that's you know a little bit more of a carefree lifestyle and then you get angry when they start burning stuff or protesting or whatever and you know it's pretty much the same there we go I've covered it cool so
1: well I I, I heard that um basically the the left hates the right side because the left pay all the taxes and produce all the money and the right side which is mainly French just sit around in cafes smoking and eating well
0: well there's a big thing going on at the moment where's mad there have been massive massive protests in Quebec it started off I think on a student level I haven't I'm not an expert on this and so if I sweepingly offend you know a ton of people I apologise but as far as I'm concerned from what I understand there's, there's been massive protests where the, the students and then the that's in turn made you know, the general public start to protest against the students started protesting against hiking education fees, and then they are also protesting about corruption within the government and whatever, which is great, you know. But then from the other side that I'm hearing is they're protesting against all the hiking education and the hiking fees and whatever and whatever. But all that's being paid for by um, the oil sands out in Alberta, which everyone is complaining about on an environmental level. And so people are saying, "Well, you can't win." You know, we've got this sort of, you know, dodgy environmental si- situation where we're digging up the earth and polluting everything, but we're making an absolute ton of money from it. You're complaining about that, but you're reaping the benefits from it as well because we're making a massive amount of money. Mm. I mean, you can't win, right? No. So I, I just
1: get worried by the fact that um, they're going to start looking for oil, etc., up in the Norfolk sort of like uh, in the Antarctic areas, and they'll be drilling and all the rest of it, and that the Russians who, let's just face it, I'm not going to offend all Russians here, you're very basic, aren't you? You kind of work on a very basic kind of level. Oil, want, drill hole, and that's it. You don't really care about anything else. We've got loads of your billionaires over here, basically not contributing much. that, that concerns me, the, the rights. So you're probably going to be fighting. This will be where the war will happen, is that Canada will say, actually, we've got rights into there. No, 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 Russia thinks it's got rights into there. There'll just be this mass rush of rights for oil. When really, let's just start looking at getting little electric mobiles on a general level. Well, are rubbish.
0: Yeah, but I mean, the Americans aren't much better either. You know, I don't even think maybe the Canadians. Everyone seems to sort of say, you know, well, you can't drill here in Alaska because it's beautiful and it's protected. But oh wait, it's worth how much money? You know what? Maybe we'll just relax those drilling laws and you know, yeah, in you come. Yeah, Someone's so, getting a backhander,
1: aren't they? We some, know that
0: somebody's making money again, and it's not us. Yeah. Okay, it's... right, we're, we're we're piling along, and uh, so I want to ask you about the Stone Roses concert. You went to, so the Stone Roses. For anyone who doesn't know, is. Uh, a 90s indie band They were a bunch of guys from Manchester With no jobs And they got together and, Or they probably had jobs, alright, whatever But they got together And they made some music And they made an album which was a killer album Voted, I think, the best British album of all time And then that was it Then they had a big spat And uh, pretty much like Oasis But, you know a big spat and then they disappeared. I think they released a second album, You Know More. The second
1: coming they 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 released, yeah, which was basically John Squires the guitarist kind of just basically playing lots of solos over very loosely linked songs.
0: Right. Um so they yeah. but um, so that I mean a lot of people got Hyped over that album, but it wasn't all that. I don't think.
1: It was, yeah, it was pants. There's about three good songs on it. Yeah, if it had so been it, on iTunes, they would have had three decent songs being bought, and all the rest would yeah, have made nothing. So
0: they released yeah. the first album, which was fantastic, and everyone loves yep. it. Every song on it is a gem. Yep. and then I mean,
1: they got kind of like legendary status in, in in the UK because yeah, it was this kind of like seminal album that was released. Everybody loved them. It was a period of the mad Madchester bit, and they were kind of like the kings of all of that. And yeah, as as all the best bands do, they kind of imploded and everyone started leaving. Rene the Drummer left, then John Squire, and then Manny kind of wanted to leave and he ended up going to Primal Scream and then it was just basically Ian Brown and he obviously went on to quite a successful solo career as well. Um, But there was a funeral for uh, Manny's uh, mother and they all kind of got together and they sort of sorted out the differences and then they've gone on this enormous... Tour. And let's, let's just cut to the quick here. They're doing it for money, okay? Anyone out there sort of thinking, "Oh no, it's for the music." No, They're doing it because they really none of them have really done that much. They got used to quite a, a decent lifestyle off the royalties of said seminal album, and nothing else is that much so. And we don't care. So me and seventy thousand other people uh, descended upon Heaton Park in Manchester, this big park area, to listen to them. All kind of men, thirty-nine into their forties, kind of. You know, weak midlife crisis kind of like area. Um, you see, I'm, I'm not somebody, as you've probably witnessed, and anyone who's listened to these podcasts knows, I'm quite a grumpy shit. And um, I actually thought I was going to be sitting in a stadium. I went to the ACDC at Wembley and had a nice little seat, and you could see everything, and it kind of worked for me. And I thought the exact same thing was going to happen here. So this just shows you how naive I was. And I get there, and it's all just scraggy, smelly students in this big field... And for some reason, I ended up in the in the mosh pit, right at the centre stage, which is where uh, Mark and Greg, or I went with, decided that we would go. Um, we weren't drunk, so we didn't even have the cushioning blanket of alcohol. Um, and it was horrendous. Um, horrendous by the fact that um, you're in there, you have drunk people leaning on you. People... Uh, I used to smoke, but I find it absolutely abhorrent now, and smoke three is just smoking right next to you, so you're basically breathing in their cigarettes. So I had to push this kind of like this this one bloke out of the way. He was just leaning on me, and then a couple of hours in, um, then the we starts being thrown around. <laughs> um, this is, and I was getting it was almost as like I was getting really claustrophobic. I don't like people in my personal space. I get some people who just come right up to you, right up to your face and start talking. And I, was, I had that. I was going just just give me a little bit of a, an area, please. You're you're right here. Get get back and I got into such a sort of like I don't want to be in this area what on earth are we doing I want to watch it at the back you know where you can just sit on the grass and see the big screen But Mark said look you're just going to have to calm down anything cold that hits you that's okay if It's being anything warm then you're just going to have to think oh, I can just get out of here and have a shower and I said well I don't want a thing like that I don't want to be, to be stuck in here on getting weed thrown at me why, it, why are people throwing weed can't you pour it out the floor so, literally, just 20 minutes before they come on, the Stone Roses come on, and we've had a really good set by Primal Scream, I have to say. They were fantastic. Oh, I didn't know they
0: started, so that was good.
1: Yeah, they, we had the Wailers, and th- there was only one Wailer, um, obviously, because Bob is no longer sadly with us. So, but, is that um, just the Wailer? It was just the Wailer they should have had, and then a lot of session musicians. Big fat guy over the bass. Apparently, Mark knew that he was originally in the Wailers, but um, yeah, it was just a Wailer. You know, take the S off, please. Um, anyway, so just I come on, there's a guy next to me, and he's absolutely hammered. And he undoes his jeans, and he pulls down his trousers, and he gets his bits in his hand. And I had to pull Mark oh and I said, Mark, this guy's going to pee on you. And Mark turned round, and the guy was basically peeing on this other bloke right there. And so the other bloke, who was. um. Obviously not happy about this happening, turn around and then, and then, and then this sort of like shh, scuffling sort of thing. And the funniest thing was is that the bloke that was about to pee on Mark, Mark was trying to say please don't pee on me, and the guy's going oh, I don't know nothing, and, and he's going oh, I do nothing, and he's basically got his cock in his hand peeing on the floor. I'm like saying you're peeing on me. Oh, I don't know nothing, man. I just got I don't know. So I had to keep trans, trans, uh, translating to Greg, who was to my right of me, what was happening. Greg was saying, "Is Mark getting peed on?" I was going, "Yeah, you're right, Mark. No, he's he's peeing on the other guy." Oh, he's oh, it's all right, Greg. He's peeing on the other guy. All right. No, no, he's peeing on Mark now. Mark, are you gonna have a fight with him? If he pees with me, we're definitely gonna have a fight. So this whole thing, and this, and, and then I, I, the whole time I was thinking, when are, when, are the band gonna come on? This could be a good distraction. Where are they coming on? And they came on. And they were good. Yeah. Well, that's good. A pee. I got covered in pee. It
0: was, so they were good. I did see um, everyone, you know, the day, the weekend of the concert, you know, suddenly on everyone's Facebook updates. We're off to Manchester, Stone Roses, Woo-hoo. I was, I honestly, I'm sitting here, I'm just going, I'm so glad I haven't got to go to that. It would have been yeah. good, but the effort required. Did you stay at a hotel up there?
1: Yeah, we did. It's funny because you get to the hotel, there's an enormous queue, and everybody looked like us. It was almost as though you'd meet in your clones of kind of like, 40 something kind of tragic itty <laughs> tits <laughs> if, if if a marketing team had been there they could have picked us all off told us what our favourite music is what we all like eating etc because we're all just clones of each other it was really it was horrible actually
0: yeah we're going to a concert in a field but we're going back to stay at the Ramada Inn
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> we're just getting back to our, our, our roots of being and out and by god they the better kids.
0: have whole grain bagels in the morning uh,
1: it was I can only say that you have to do that sort of thing drunk there's just no way around it you need to have some sort of numbing of the pain otherwise if you've got drunk people going you know then you're just literally in hell I think I can only describe it as if you've seen Clockwork Orange and they're kind of like desensitising him to violence and the rest of it by putting things under his eyelids that was kind of the shock level I had of when basically a cup f- flew over I'm stuck there's nothing I can do about it it's coming close and I'm just seeing the projectile just coming down and splat right on top of me and I'm covered ah oh, it's cold ah oh, thank god it's not wee and that's what you're living in you're living in this kind of Russian roulette is it going to be wee is it going to be warm oh god you feel it at the back of your neck you pull up your hood you know that's why all these banks have hoods you see I kind of had mine dressed up right up to the chin looking like a, scallion or a mank because. They're just getting pee thrown at them all the time. Just pee everywhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah. See, I just like, haven't got the energy for that anymore. I was talking nah, to the young nah. guy I work with, and he's saying, you know, he went up to uh, Ottawa last weekend for Canada Ottawa. Day. Yeah, Ottawa. And he's talking about how he's, you know, they He slept in his truck the first night he was up there, and then the second night, you know, they probably slept on a floor somewhere. And I'm like, I can't. I can't even imagine that anymore. Like, I just. <laughs> Sleeping on the floor.
1: Yeah, mate. No. That's the thing. You see, I, I I can't understand the Glastonbury thing. My sister was saying about going to Glastonbury. Has she, she got any idea? These pseudo hippies, these smelly people cakes in their own exclamation. Oh exponent. yeah. Like, see, have boy. you been to Glastonbury? <laughs> I've seen the pictures, that's enough. I've,
0: I went to Glastonbury twice, so oh. I, went, I think, and I was like 23, 24, I went in 91, I think it was. So I would have been tw-
1: maybe, no, when was it,
0: 93, 22, 23 years old. I went with my sister and some friends. And even then, you know, when you're at a sort of peak, peak years of, you know, don't care, don't need to eat for a weekend, you know, can survive on no money and no food... It was just brutal. There's no way I would go back to Glastonbury. No way, unless you gave me a full trailer and could (laughs) put, like, a 100-metre cordon around so I didn't have to have anyone else around, you know.
1: But then there's... Yeah. People say they're going for the experience, but what experience? Yeah, I've had
0: that experience. I don't need it again.
1: Yeah. You don't want to be going there. And and that was the thing, mate. I mean, I got there. There was enormous queues to get beer. So... You'd have to queue, and I kept trying to sneak round. And then had all these security guys going, so I had to then go all the way back round again. Um, And I I just gave up. So I just was wandering around, just eating kind of like really sort of dank hog roast stuff. I mean, the food there is just—it's always shit as well, isn't it? They're just sort of giving these kind of smelly old kind of uh, burgers and 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 just general junk. Um, There's always people there that you just hate every time you go to these sort of things as well there are people that you just don't know which rock they've crawled out of and they're there and you're right next to them like the bloke that was trying to wee on Mark or um you know the the other people it's it's not an experience I'd go through again I need to be in a stadium on a seat feeling like I'm in some comfort not in a field with a lot of people trying to wee on me
0: no I understand that some
1: people would pay for that experience it's just not the kind of thing that you know
0: well, you did pay for that experience.
1: Actually, I did. You're absolutely right. I <laughs> <laughs> what I paid for it? Um, yeah. Did it not cross your mind?
0: This sort of this cup. You're not sure if this cup of wee is coming flying at you. You think I'm paying for this? I'm. Pa- <laughs> There's some Germans. That would I'm not like even that. being. Su- I'm not even being subjected to this against my will. I'm actually free. Free market paying for this.
1: Yeah. And it was cheap. They saw me coming. It wasn't cheap. No, I either. Bet it was. how much was a ticket? It's sixty quid and we had a spare one, we couldn't get rid of it. There were all these ticket touts outside sort of saying, you know, twenty quid a ticket, twenty quid a ticket, and we tried to get rid of ours and they offered us they said we wouldn't even give you a tenner for it. So we can't even get rid of the ones that we've got. So lesson learned there actually, if you want to go and get a cheap thing, then go and see if you can get one off the touts, because um yeah paid a lot for it then you've got the hotel on top of it but having said that when they came on stage it was worth it the emotion of kind of like as I was saying earlier the, the minor midlife crisis of trying to relive those years um, was wonderful they came on and they were great and everybody's cheered and yeah it was worth we'll it
0: yeah that's good that's good so,
1: you know yeah but yeah, just just you know, in, in comfort, I, the Glastonbury thing, you can now get this kind of like um, middle, upper class tents that you can have that are away from all the scum. Um, and then you get a sort of special like pass to get through and get around the crowds and all the rest of it. It's the kind of way I'd like to go. I remember going to um, Orlando, or no, was it Florida, and going to the um, Universal Studios and being absolutely... Have major indignation that that people could actually pay and jump the queue. Some countries don't like queuing. We've made it into an art form here, you know, for stuff. Even though I've, as I just said, I was trying to actually jump the queue for the beer. But people could pay to jump the queue, and I'm seeing, sort of thinking, I like that idea now. I would have yeah. paid to jump the queue if there was a beer queue that you could pay extra to jump the queue. I would have been in it
0: yeah you pay the premium well that's see that's the the, the thing about it, at least being not the sort of manky student and being you know a, an older professional is that you can pay your way out of the situation <laughs> absolutely <right? laughs> that's
1: definitely the way ahead you know i was I, thinking
0: I, about that this morning it's just that you know i i generally if i can do something and save money on it i will but i'm finding more and more now that it's just like you know what just pay for it just yeah. be done with it just uh get it done and out of the way and don't worry about it yeah i absolutely agree mate you know so all right um what do you want to i, I got 10 minutes 10 minutes left well 10 minutes we can always run over if we want to um but uh yeah the stone roses sound sounds interesting rather you than me I'm, i'd rather live that through you and uh a bit Mark enjoyed himself, didn't he?
1: He did. They were like two kids. I was kind of there, sort of transfixed by how horrendous the situation was and being <laughs> in my ultimate hell. Um, and, and they were two were jumping up and down, and, and I, I wasn't... If they're listening to this, they'll probably think, well, you were there. You enjoy it. Well, I, it was all right. You know. I can just
0: imagine those guys, uh, they have that sort of youthful exuberance still in their life. They haven't quite had the, the, the weight of the world crush their spirit, yeah. like, you know, I'm easily pleased, like, an, like a Labrador. Right, you know, yeah. maybe a little bit more, you know, um whatever. They're sort of like um, what would be they're a good puppies. Sort of, They're puppies. <laughs> they're know, just right. there
1: at, at the basket when someone comes over, <laughs> <laughs> you know, paws over the side, little tails wagging. I'm kind of like border collie on the hill, sitting there surveying the land and think. <sighs> To go and get these sheep. Like yeah, that. see, yeah. now
0: I wasn't going to agree with that. You're giving yourself far more a majestic dog title than I think <laughs> you really. I was thinking you're more sort of. A, not quite a bulldog, but something that a little bit like. A A gri- grizzled grey dog in the corner of the pub licking his nuts. I'll tell you. Growling <laughs> at anyone who doesn't. Growling at the other dogs that come you, by.
1: I am that dog that's by the fire, and when someone comes. Oh, he comes over to stroke, he just goes. Burr.
0: Yeah, unless they offer you a crisp. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then yeah. I'm
1: just sitting there getting progressively fatter. Yeah, I'm the growling, smelly old dog <laughs> in the corner, man. I still like Not... the image of me on the hill with the wind blowing through my fur, you know, looking over my, my, my area. Can I be that? I'm, a, I'm, okay. I'm aspiring to be a collie, but I'm a <laughs> smelly sparing. old wolfhound.
0: Yeah, we're dreaming next to the fire. <laughs> as your fur catches catches on fire, <laughs> smouldering away.
1: And I just bite my tail. I'm a tail chaser yeah well
0: so you mentioned a hill let's go on to henman hill
1: yes we talk about timmy first the whole idea of tennis to me is just basically it's one of those sports that the people that like it you're gonna hate okay i just want to get that out there that tennis is dull the people that play tennis we had the, the era of like McEnroe and jimmy connors and people like that and there was personality you know sportsmen had personality um it was great. Now, when you sort of have the people that like Ivan Lendl, and then you have Federer, and then you have all these other people, and they're just dull. We kind of went, when, um, when Boris Becker left the, the circuit and went off to have sex in a cupboard with a woman for five <laughs> seconds and had a baby from it, um, we kind of lost something there, and now we just have these drones. Um, and it always used to make me laugh that people used to get so far behind Timmy. Tim Hemman. Now, every, as everyone knows as well, if anyone's called Tim, there's certain names that just basically mean that person's going to be a bit of a Tim. And he was. He was a nice Tim, but he was a bit of a flid. Um, and every time he wanna point, that little lame, little like clenched fist action that he did, that it's like somehow he'd done the most inspiring thing. And in Viz, right. they, they, they used to call... Um, when you get a semi erection, they used to call it a Tim Henman because <laughs> he never got past the semi stage, and it's absolutely true. You, you know, it'd <laughs> all be all these people waving their their union jacks and all the rest of it. You know, and really getting behind Tim, and we're all British, you know. And 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 he got nowhere. And then this leads me comfortably on onto um, Andy Murray, this yeah. grump. So, sorry, man.
0: Well, well, you have just to, so tomorrow? No, this weekend are the Wimbledon finals. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So I have no idea who's in the women's final. No um, one cares
1: about it. It's Serena, isn't it? Isn't is it so another? It's
0: probably one of the Williams sisters. Yeah. And then on on Sunday is the men's final. And I only found out a couple of days ago that Andy Murray had made it co- totally by accident. Yeah. And really, I'm not inspired by it. I, well, I, I can see how the whole country is going to probably
1: Andy fever. But let's let's be honest here. All of the Brits that are there, all the English people have kind of said, we're all British, we're all in together, and he's, he's, he's Scottish, and he's going to wear a Scottish flag, I'd put my house on it that if he wins Wimbledon, he will drape himself in a Scottish flag, and there won't be this, we're all British kind of like thing, he will be in his Scottish little like bit, and he is just probably one of the most surly, grumpy, dead personality, kind of like, drone that you get, and so is Federer, let's be honest, Federer's got his nice little Swiss smile, but he's a drone Right, And hello. literally everybody that plays tennis is a drone. I mean, Cliff Richards likes tennis. What does that say to you about tennis? You tell yeah, it's just well, like no, I mean, I go back to what you
0: said earlier. I, I,
1: Timmy-liking it, it, crap.
0: Hello? Hello? Yeah, sorry, I'm losing you there. You're just dropping out. Um, yeah, it used to be interesting. It's, yeah, I don't know. I, I tell you what, I wonder if his mark, how the meetings that the marketing and the PR people will be having... I guarantee they're going to be having two to three, four-hour meetings just on whether he picks up a British flag or a Scottish flag.
1: Yeah. I want him to pick up a Scottish flag. I want all of the disappointed little flits that queue up in the rain for 50 years to get tickets to go and see someone grunt and hit a little green ball over a net. So then... See him carrying off his trophy. If he won't win, by the way, because Federer is a drone. He was, he was basically programmed by computer experts in, (laughs) in Switzerland to basically be better than anybody else and spend his life when he should have been out there meeting girls and being a, you know, a teenager. He was, he was just hitting a little green ball over a net like a robot. He will beat Andy Murray and all their little depressed faces. But if he wins, and I hope that if he does, and he does drape himself in the Scottish flag, it'll be a hilarious moment. Because all those people go,
0: Oh, you did win! not wear
1: it. Yeah, good. Good. He's a drone. Off he goes. Go off and play tennis. Go and be dull.
0: Yeah, I can't see if you're Scottish. He's always been pretty, you know, quite pro-nationalistic Scottish, hasn't yeah, he? God, yeah,
1: he's like Sean Connery. You know, Sean Connery. It seems to be acceptable that you know he can be knighted and and give his wife a backhander, um, or if you're Mick Jagger, you can avoid paying any tax in this country and still be knighted. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, 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 he is. Yeah, he's very much probably up for Scottish independence and all the rest of it. I just think it's bizarre.
0: Well. Anyway. We'll see. So I won't be watching it. I don't
1: think. Oh, God, would you, really? No, I won't
0: be. I won't be watching uh, it.
1: I don't get the women's tennis. I can't... This this grunting thing that they do, this... Eww! Literally, for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, people can just go onto on, on a porn site and listen to that. It's just it's ridiculous, this whole kind of thing of these this grunting stuff they do nowadays. What's that about? I don't uh, know. It's so dull, tennis. If you play tennis and you're out there, you're dull. Go and jump off a cliff. Okay? <laughs> Go and, go and advance evolution by 10 years by jumping off a cliff because your sport is dull. And, it, and it's little Timmy handshake.
0: Oh, I've done well, Timmy. i got to see Oh, no, I'm out.
1: Oh, i got to see everyone, Everyone on Henman Hill. It's now called Murray Hill. Oh, really? Yeah. I can think of many names to call that hill in fact I think in certain instances like with football and such and such if you just had a little nuclear bomb just sort of stuck in there we could advance evolution by getting rid of some of the Daily Mail reading Little Middle England um Strawberries and Cream arse moaning riping turds that go and watch that shit
0: do they have um uh is it covered now like no they've like only got one court covered
1: now so there's all been complaints because it's been raining so much there's been complaints that they should have had both set I think there's two centre courts, isn't there or something or other? That they have both of them, but only one is. But it will probably be undercover. Yeah. No. They can all be in there listening to uh Cliff Richards singing like he did that tragic time when it was raining. And he was entertaining in inverted commas. Oh god. He needs to entertain me and come <laughs> out. He needs to come out the closet, Cliff. You, you know allegedly. He's gotta you be are seventy gay. now. Yeah, and he's still holding on to the fact that he thinks that he's not gay. We'll find out from his boyfriend when he carks it, anyway. You know, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. All right. Well, that's Wimbledon done. I can't talk about that anymore.
1: I oh, mean, like, no. I'm glad we got it out of the way. I just want to say that you know, I just wanted that little five-minute rant that he yeah. was wearing a Scottish leg.
0: Cool. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. But well, that takes us onto the hour mark. Was there yeah, anything does. else?
1: That's that's me done.
0: Yeah, I think that's me done. So, um, thank you very much. Cheers, mate. We will uh, endeavor to get together as quickly as possible, not leave it so long next time. Um sort of uh, it's the, still the early days, isn't it? So Yeah. We're we'll just um we'll get some episodes up there. I'm gonna do some work on that website and um if you have anything you can email what are the email addresses?
1: They are Fraser at transatlanticrants dot com and Jeremy at transatlanticrants.com.
0: Yeah, please send us something that we can uh, talk about. It'd be nice to have some notes in front of us.
1: Yeah, I did actually put some notes. I tried to get a little bit... I had some sound effects. Yeah, I just want to quickly bung them in there because I I, I stole all of my son's noisy toys um, in a desperate hope for amusement. Oh. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Oh, well,
0: yeah. Uh, Are you doing a a theme song?
1: Yes, I'll be doing a theme song for for this um, and I'll record that today. No, you won't. I will. No, I've now got this recording <laughs> stuff. I'll, I'll go and do that. Um, All right. And yes. So You've anyway, ending on first. a high note, um, discussion topics that are just coming off the top of my head. Um, for I next think week? We should, for next week. We should definitely touch upon the Wimbledon and whether uh, Andy won or not. Five minutes on that, max. Five minutes, max. Yeah. Um, is there any films out there at the moment that we could go and...
0: Oh, I'll tell you what, actually, just to cover quickly, I have been watching a, lo- a load of films recently. At the, one of the films I watched... Uh, was Iron Sky? Have you ever heard of that? Yes. It was a fil- film, independently made about Nazis on the other side of the moon that come back to Earth.
1: Oh yeah, I could see that. We could discuss that.
0: <laughs> no, nah, we- actually, we don't need to. It no. was alright. No, nah. it was awful. I didn't even make it to the end.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, nah. It was
0: it's interesting. Th- I can I can talk about that. Maybe just cover that briefly. Okay. Maybe you can watch it. Oh yeah, I'll tell you what. We have to. Um, we need a film for next week. We do. So, what are we going to watch for next week then?
1: Well, the Batman film isn't out, yeah, is it? So we can't discuss that. Um, no. Is there anything else on the radar?
0: Um, no. We'll have to come up with an idea. Something. We'll have else. an idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there was something else I've watched recently. I think it's in loads of films. I can't make them to the end. I can't. Energy. I fall asleep now. Yeah. Oh, you were going to talk about why you're so tired. So maybe we can cover that again. Yeah. Why am I always so tired?
1: Well, that's it. I, and I think we can have a discussion around our age and, and, and what happened and, and make a comparison of the 20 years and what happens within those 20 years. Because I seem to have no energy and I just like comfy seats and I kind of go into comfy clothes, you know. I want to know what happens with men's fashion as well. I don't even know what to be wearing anymore. I'm kind of like getting into What do I wear?
0: Yeah, that's called turning into your father.
1: Yeah, I'm getting there, you know chinos and v-neck sweaters
0: yeah <laughs> well the thing is I think what happens is you carry this sort of 20 year old fat you, you you don't progress with the fashion so what happens is you still think that the stuff you're wearing is pretty cool but mm. in fact what's happening is you haven't progressed in your mind and so it's slowly becoming out of date And but you're still convinced that what you're buying is like a really cool pair of shoes yeah but they're not I don't know
1: I can't yeah. wear the stuff nowadays, it's all just too colourful. I, I just like sort of plain stuff. Brown. Yeah, brown and grey. Oh grey. No. Oh, yeah, you sort of grey t shirts. I kinda of like those pair of jeans. Oh, I'm wearing a grey
0: T shirt right now, oh, but get, go. you know, but a T shirt's no, yeah. But I mean yeah, okay. I started sure wearing a lot that, of maybe.
1: shirts. In fact I, I, I moan all, all week about having to iron a shirt to go to work and then I I, I iron one to go out in. I can't really do the T shirt thing anymore.
0: See, soon you'll be wearing a tie and a, and a blazer. Yeah. For every family function. Oh,
1: oh no. <laughs> I'm gonna go and join the. I'm going to go and join the, all of the tennis fans jumping off a cliff. Come on, we'll all go together. I'll pretend that I like tennis, and we can all just do our cliff jumping together. Yeah. Well, we'll discuss that anyway in more detail, because we're coming up to an hour and four minutes. Okay. Oh, cool. All right, so we'll I think will... Of a film. Uh,
0: yeah, well, think of a film. If you have any suggestions for a film that you'd like us to watch, then please let us know. Um, we uh, oh, it, we should be on iTunes. That is one of the things now. We're on JellyCast is hosting, and it's supposed to say that it's on iTunes, but I can't see us registered on there yet. Maybe they're saying you better at least do two episodes before you, we let you on iTunes, which yeah. is fair enough. I'd let them have that. Um, So I'll look into that and make sure that that's there. So if anybody has fancy equipment, they can just uh, get an automatic feed for that if you so wish, if you want to put yourself through
1: it. Any Um, of those programmers that are out there, we we were slating earlier, if you have any technical skills (laughs) that you'd like to bring to the fore to get us out there is great. We'll like you again.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go try and teach myself web programming in an hour. Cool. Okay. Nice. All right, well, good to talk to you, and then um, we will catch up uh, soon.
1: Excellent. Thanks, mate. All right, mate.
0: Yeah, take care.
1: Bye-bye.